Welcome back to episode 10. Uh, today we're talking food. Yeah, yeah. Or as I've titled it, that food conversation, though. <laughs> it is a conversation. Like, I don't know. I don't know how it got so complicated, but it's complicated food. Mm. It can mm. be, I guess. It's never, I don't think it was supposed to be. I think we were supposed to just be in nature and just grab stuff off trees and bushes. I'd prefer that. Yeah. I'd, I'd be so down with that. Like, gradually over time work out that I need some kind of serrated edge to make the whole like frustration of hurting myself as I'm like pulling at a bendy branch trying to get a whole swathel of bananas down that there's actually an easy way to just cut through the vine thing yeah um also at this point we would have probably had a sample um 20 seconds after starting to make it sound professional but we're just we're not professional. Well, right I'll just now. do it. Du, 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 du. Da, 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 da. Um, so today we are talking about food. Mainly Dale will be talking about food because she's been through a a hell of a lot of a journey, I guess, since getting back to America in terms of food's been up and down. I don't know where you want to start, really. I don't either. I mean every I think okay. a lot of people can relate to having like a history with food or a struggle with food or uh, well, but just say, emotions being attached to food in general, I think. Yeah, sure. But I think let's talk about your specific. I mean, I'm terrible with food. First of all, let me get that out. I'm terrible with food. Like I, I kind of know what I should eat and what I should eat in moderation versus, you know, like sugary stuff and everything else. I think the older I get, the more I, I I'm aware of like, what kind of sets me off or makes me ill. Um, but your, yours is quite unique, I think, in a way, because you kind of set it in stone, like I'd kind of set you know set things in stone and just never go back onto them until something really shakes me out of it. But you'd kind of set it in stone um, that you had like a, thero- uh, a, thyroid, a thyroid situation. Yeah. Which, which actually, now that you have more data... Do you feel, do you want to explain that a little sure. bit? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I I never had a full blood work done, but I was under the impression that I had a, at least a sluggish thyroid was the term um, because of a bunch of different symptoms. I was just always constantly tired. I'd have a hard mm-hmm. time waking up in the morning and feel kind of like a fog. And there was a bunch of symptoms that kind of pointed to uh, low thyroid, obviously one of which was the fact that it was extremely difficult for me to lose weight when I wanted to. Um, mm. And there was, there's like a holistic test that you can do that kind of, um, that kind of bypasses blood work. And at the time I didn't have any insurance blood work would have been hundreds of dollars. So that was just kind of the only thing mm, I had to go mm, based mm. on, um, which I think is also an important point because n- I wouldn't be able to do any of this or have any of this knowledge if I didn't have insurance. Um, or obviously you live in a a country where that is provided for you. So that is huge. You know, we were even touching on like my dental stuff last week. I would be like thousands and thousands of dollars in debt if I didn't have. Which completely turned you off from the idea of even starting, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because it's like, why, if it's already like a stressful and emotional situation, then add like, the last time I had a root canal, I was probably 18 years old and I paid 200, uh, $2,000 out of pocket for that. Yeah. And I was working at a coffee shop. Like, yeah. yeah. So of course I didn't go back to the dentist for 10 years. Like, <laughs> are you going to get me back in the dentist? It's painful, scary, and I can't afford it. Three strikes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So I'm super fortunate enough to have healthcare, uh, for the past year, year or so. And, it was advised to me from a nutritionist to just get a health, just get a full checkup done and let's like rule out anything that's biological because if you're fighting your biology, you're just going to be frustrated anyway. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that, that type of logic. Um, I got the blood work done and it turned out that I was like super healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like I, I, never a bummer except when it is a bummer because you're like, oh. Cool. It sets you off, sets you off on a different direction from right. just being stagnant. I had the same thing with my blood test. I was kind of like in secretly hoping that 
blood tests to come back and have some like irregularity and they'll be like all right now i can check that out yeah. and it's kind of frustrating it's great but also it's frustrating because it's like oh shit something else that's nothing to do with me being healthy right it's like you want bollocks. the closure of it like this you i would never wish something terrible in terms of my health i've been incredibly incredibly lucky and fortunate to have the health that i do but like you're a little bit like, oh, so I don't have, it's not tied up in a pretty little bow where I can say, oh, it's now this and I will take this pill and everything will be happily ever after. But you know, it's like naive to accept to like, to want that to happen anyway, because life never ends up that way. Not, not for me right. anyway. Right. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. okay. So, I mean, did you have like a specific question or should I just kind of keep going it? You feel free to jump in at any time. No, I was just thinking, I was just thinking you got the blood test back. It had a bunch of data on there, data that like any normal human being who's not a doctor or studied it wouldn't have a clue. Let's mm. just get onto that because I think that's important as well. It's like when you have blood tests and the doctor says, yeah, you're fine, shows you on screen, shows you all these different fields, doesn't really go into it. But basically if they're green, it's fine. It's like you don't go any deeper or anything. Yeah. And I remember you having a, a sheet and then... Also, they were like, oh, we're going to do something else the next week and blah, 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 blah. We don't go, need to get into that. But yeah, the yeah. fact is that they print you off a sheet and they tell you you're okay and everything's within within parameters, right. which, you know, like I could fly the shuttle to the moon and everything will be in parameters. It doesn't give me any more. So right. you, you, you went the extra step because you were like, okay, so now I feel like I've, I've been given some additional information with, you know, the whole thyroid thing. I'm not hung up on that anymore kind of thing. Because at least, like, if it was something, if it was overactive or if it was deficient in some way, you'd be able to, like, you know, you'd be able to have tablets to offset that right. and then get back into exercise and food right. moderation and stuff like that. So, first of all, um, so you did you did a step before having the blood work, which was looking around at nutrition nutritionists as well, right? And she was yeah. the one who prompted you to do the blood test, right? Right, right. And it's such a shame that this type of stuff isn't covered by healthcare. And obviously, there are a million reasons why it is more profitable for you to be uh, sick than to be preventative about your health care. But I'm not going to go down. I'm not going to go there because you know yeah, how I'll, no, no. I'll get. Um, then we'll get but, out to prison and we'll yeah. be all over the place. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I um, I contacted a, a nutritionist, a health coach through Maven, which is an app. It's very much Great geared name. toward women. Yeah. And mm. – um, and it's, you know, incredibly simple interface UI design, but it's a bit like when I was dog walking, you you can go through, you can select um, somebody that you feel like you might want to speak to. It has all of their, um, has all of the doctor's, you know, certifications and, um, you know, qualifications on there, a little, they make, record a little video about them, introducing themselves and what they specialize in. And they cover more than just, um, nutrition they cover you know women's health issues birth control you know pretty much anything even down to they have a clinical therapist for mental health issues as well mm. oh super super cool and also i think if you're somebody who travels a lot or if you're a digital nomad you're not going to have that therapist that you can just walk into their office every week and it's really nice mm. to just have somebody that you can jump on a video chat with no matter where you are in the world uh, as long as you have wi-fi you can kind of you can help out. Mm. And there are also doctors who can write you prescriptions right from the app and they'll just send wow. it to your local pharmacy, wherever's closest to you. Yeah. See, you see, I know, I, I know the good sign of an app because I mean, we've both been around the block a little bit when it comes to applications. We've sure. installed everything on the app store and iterated on different apps and finally found one that we liked. Right. Um, right. I remember you coming off the nutritionist call buzzing, yeah, like buzzing yeah. because this, this woman knew a shit, but like it gave you a bit of a direction, right? Right, absolutely. And I think I I think from my dad, my dad is this German BMW master technician. That's not even like an exaggeration. That's actually It's not a, it's it's not a level in Halo by the no. way. That's really something. <laughs> right. But like because of him, he's imparted this very take one step at a time, very um logical diagnostic brain to me. And so when somebody asks me those same questions, I'm like, immediately I'm down because I know that they're thinking they're taking things in a direction that makes the most sense. Like, of course, and obviously I'm not a doctor, so I wouldn't ever think to do those things, but of course get a blood work first. Let's rule out anything that could just be happening, you know, behind the scenes. Let's rule this out. Let's rule that out. And then we can start to kind of dial down to what the problem is. So she gave me some really good advice 
Um, but she, we couldn't really go too in depth because we just didn't know. Maybe I was just fighting this thyroid thing. And if, you know, I could just sit around and eat kale all day and I'd never lose any weight. So, um, Mm. I was really appreciative that that was like her first move. It was like, get this done, talk, you know, call me back. There's not any, um, like subscription or minimum visits that you have to do. It's literally like on demand whenever you need somebody. So that kind of took a while just because of uh, scheduling and getting my appointment and getting the results. It was a little bit of a saga, but um, I had my second appointment yesterday. So, Mm. and in the meantime, actually, (laughs) without any consultation, I just decided, let me just go on this hardcore juice fast right in the middle. (laughs) Which is pretty yeah, funny now that I think about it. But I think no, it was not funny. really. You're extreme. You're extreme like that. I think the way you go about things, you, you've got that Italian sort of passion for like chasing stuff down. But then you've also got the German like logical brain, linear kind of stepping through. Sure. Uh, and I think once you got the information, because let's be honest here, like you were really upset when you got back because there was a lot of things not going the way you wanted to. You kind of felt like you fell off the wheel a little bit because, like, you know, when you when you're together like when you're here or I'm with you, like there's like a, a governing system between us where we're both looking out for each other. Yeah. So like, you know, like work comes in, you adapt to it and you eat or do whatever. Like. Yeah. So it, just, and it was tough. It's like anything. Hmm. It was really tough coming off the back of um, eating very strict vegan for nine months, even before I saw you, because that was like a whole change. And mm. I really loved a lot of things about eating that way. Um, but then, you know, it, it, it's not always the most sustainable financially. It's not always the most sustainable when you're in a different country and you're traveling and you just have access to what you're access to. So by the time I got back to the States, I just, I remember saying to the nutritionist the very first time, I was like, I, just tell me what to eat. I don't even know what to eat. Like I don't even, and I, if that's why I was saying in the beginning, food should be simple. But I was literally at the point where I was like, I just need someone to like literally put the fork in my mouth because I have no clue what to eat anymore. I'm just like mm. so confused. Um, mm. So so you, yeah. so, you, so, you did, so you did the nutritionist, you, did, you had the blood test. Uh, then you, then like, I don't know how it came about, but you sort of messaged me and said, do you think this is crazy? Do you think you should do it? Yeah. And I was like all for it because it was like, you know what? Any Anything like that on the back of, a realization is always a good thing in yeah. my mind because even if it's right or wrong, it was like, it, it will give you a balance. It will, it will clear your brain out mm-hmm. and it'll just clear things out. And then, so yeah. then what happened? So uh, yeah, I would totally, I would really, really recommend some type of fast cleanse or detox if you are physically able to do so. And it is, it's safe for you to do so. Not because you'll lose weight because you, you'll lose a bunch of water weight and that doesn't really matter anyway. Not because you'll detox and your skin will be perfect and your hair will grow 10 inches and you'll like be some kind of like LA, you know, superstar. None of that happens. But the biggest thing that happens because I've actually, this is probably my fourth or fifth fast. I've fasted up to 10 days actually, uh, in the past, but it, it's a perfect rewiring for your brain's relationship with food and your brain's relationship with hunger. There is a, and it's not about sitting there punishing yourself and being miserable for a week, but it's about really having that reconnecting of the relationship of being like, okay, this is exactly what it feels like when my blood sugar drops. This is what it feels like when I'm actually hungry. This is what it feels like when, um, you know, when my body needs this and that it just forces you to really, really listen to your body and be careful. And that's just something that is, can get pushed to the wayside when you're just like working and eating at your desk and just food kind of is not really a thought in your mind. And so mm. I wanted to do it because of that. And I, I had fasted before. So I knew that that was a really, really good reset for me. And that anything that I was going to go into after that would be a lot more sustainable. I just really wanted to like kind of set that off on the right foot. Um, and I told the nutritionist that yesterday and she was like, that's awesome. I'm so stoked for you. It, it's like, if you had seen us talking, it was like, two girlfriends. Like the, it was just like, mm. it's really funny the way, it, the way it is. She's incredibly knowledgeable and extremely intelligent, but it's such a relaxed atmosphere because you're just video chatting. Yeah. But she kind of wants the best for you. Sure. I mean, like that's the, the whole point of like being a nutritionist. I would have thought it's like, she wants to see people around her, uh, or in society doing well for themselves, having a healthy life. Cause she's healthy. I presume. Sure. Uh, maybe terrible nutritionist if she's not, right. um, right. 
So, so you got a bit. So you got some data back on the on the blood works. You got some data from the nutritionist. Mm. You did the juice cleanse, which you know at times I remember you texted me wasn't necessarily like massive hunger, but it was like you know definitely a bit bit of a jolt to the system of not yeah. like having that well, kind of satisfaction yeah. from food. And you're not and you're not having like caffeine. You know what I mean? Those normal things that mm. keep you going. So there were definitely times where I was like, I'm cranky, and I know I'm cranky, and I know that's why, and I'm just gonna go to bed. <laughs> Isn't it funny that we have things that think we think will do a, a certain effect, like oh, I can't cu- cut out coffee because I won't be able to function yeah. for two hours. Like, it's funny how we get into these routines of getting up and wanting to like have coffee straight away, or get into coffee because it'll give me the energy, which is a lot of crap. Really, it's just rewiring mm. um, the way our brains work to kind of get to that place that we feel is where we're most productive, which is. Which is kind of crap, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean your body's I mean, almost like a little kid. It's it's going to expect what it expects, and when as soon as you cut it off from literally anything that it expects, it's going to like yell at you for three days. It's always three days. Anytime I've ever done a fast, it's like three days. Your body's like having a little bit of a tantrum, and you say to yourself, "I'm okay. I'm I'm not lightheaded or dizzy. I'm not feeling sick. These are just like, this is my body just being like, excuse me." hello, are you, are you still there? And once your body realizes that, like, we're not going to do that, then it moves on and you feel fine. It adapts. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those five days. And those five days were really good mentally because I didn't have to think about what I was going to eat or anything. I had a bunch of juices delivered to the house. Most of them went in the freezer straight away. And then I would just pull the next day's juices out, um, you know, for, for the, for the next day. So they were, and I was, I had something to drink every three hours. Trust me. I wasn't like laying on the floor. Like I was fine to drive. I was completely, I mean, you can, you can kind of attest to it. Like I was completely Mm. cognitively sound. I was able to keep up with all of my regular client work, everything. It wasn't, you know, it really didn't interrupt my life too much. To get in the way, right. Right. So I took that time in the, in the meantime to be like, what am I going to eat after this? <laughs> and how am I going to Yeah, you went into research out? mode. Yeah. Uh, you, you went into sending me Discord pictures of A4 sheets of notepad. <laughs> I really did. I spread every, it was like a beautiful mind. I spread everything out on the floor. <laughs> I had rest yeah. books. I had certain different tabs open. And uh, what I kind of settled on based on some of the generic stuff, the general stuff that the nutritionist had told me in the first meeting was um, recipes based on um, there's a, there's a site called prevention.com. They do very, very well-rounded in my opinion, very well-rounded um, recipes that are, you know, for, for health. Um, like I said, just figure out, you know, this is not meant to be anybody's specific medical advice. This is just what I've been up to. Oh God, no. But, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But what I like about the recipes is they are very normal food, but made with very few ingredients, whole ingredients, and they are, um, I'm sorry, do you hear that? I don't know if you hear that dog, but I'm I'm actually dog sitting no. at the moment, moment ladies and gentlemen. No, nothing. <laughs> oh, she's talking nothing. to herself again. I think she's talking to herself. I, I think she's got a hotline to somewhere on Endor because <laughs> like she, she's constantly wookieing. Yeah. Yeah. She's like literally all the time. Yeah. And she like, she like chortles and chirps to herself all day. She looks out the window and talks to herself. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, I don't know where I I totally wrecked my own, my own, uh, train of thought, but I think what I, why I chose these recipes, uh, because I knew exactly what the nutrition was on each one and I was able to know exactly the calories. So the thought of meal prep, the words meal prep, like sent me into a cold sweat. If I'm going to be totally honest, I absolutely, mm. I feel like meal prep is something with, for people who are like bodybuilders and people who don't enjoy life do because the thought of wow. eating the like brown rice, the classic meal prep ter- stereotype is like the gym rat who only eats brown rice, steamed broccoli and steamed chicken. Like, yeah, but it's, day. It, yeah, but is it not interesting how like those are the things that those are the apathy markers that we kind of set like, oh, you know, you're living this kind of life if you're packing up food every day. And you, in your head, you're thinking it must be boring to have a life of just rice and chicken. Right. right? And protein shakes. You go to the gym. <laughs> but, but I, you know, when I, when I've met those people and seen those people and the, you know, busted past me or I've gone to pick up some print work or something and there's always the gym dude who's, determined to not get changed i don't know if it's vanity or he just couldn't be asked or he's just like they're always always pumped 
and they always seem to be having enough. And I think it then, I think the food thing becomes about just fuel, yes. right? So it doesn't become about, it doesn't become about, oh God, I can't wait to eat my particular favorite food. It's like just straight fuel. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to the girl who will like be out to eat at a restaurant and I'm already excited for the leftovers tomorrow while I'm still eating the same dish then. Because like culturally, you you just enjoy food on a whole nother level. And I, I neither is, I don't think either extreme is right. I think food can be a lot more than just like macronutrients into your system. Just how do I get them in my body and forget about it? And it definitely shouldn't be, you know, something to be idolized or worshiped, but I think there's so there's, I, you know how I am with food. Like I enjoy I, more than anything. I just enjoy food with people. I love, I I like preparing food. I love cooking for people that I love and care about and kind of crafting something. I love the creativity behind it. So it's difficult for me. It's difficult for me to be like not one one extreme or the other. The one extreme sounds like a completely abysmal, like. it. It's not a capsule that you pop out of a of a, a strip of tablets. It's like, it's fully rounded experience for you. There's yeah. a bottom, there's a middle, and there's a top. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's definitely there's, there's a, a before, during and after the situation, which I totally get because, you know, if you can't enjoy food in your life, like there's so many enjoyable things happening in your life and food is definitely one of them. Definitely high up on that list. Um, reason why people travel all around the world to go to the source of a place to eat an Indian curry in India to see if it's any different than the crap they eat back home. Sure. So anyway, let's uh, so let's flip that a little bit. So you've you've uh, you've done the juices. You've done your first prep. Yeah. Have you got that meal prep there in your house sitting today? Is that with? Yeah, you? yeah. So what I what I ended up settling on was I knew I wanted to eat four four small meals a day. And I, mm-hmm. I knew that I could probably handle breakfast because breakfast is dead easy for me. It's usually something that's really quick and it's never a problem in terms of portion size or nutrition or anything because I enjoy breakfast and I enjoy healthy breakfast. So breakfast was fine. I decided on making eight days worth of two recipes per week. Mm. So at least I had mm-hmm. some variety in the day and... I don't mind eating like the same thing, pretty much the same thing every day for a week. If the snacks and the breakfasts are different, then I don't feel like I'm ground, groundhog mode. Yeah, I groundhog get you. day. So yeah, so it was really nice. I, I'm actually at a, um, like I said, I'm, I'm at a house sitting job at the minute, um, working for one of my dog sitting clients, and it was like, oh yeah, let me just get my food from the freezer, and I transferred it to the freezer here. So whenever I need to eat, I just you know grab one of them out of the fridge or the freezer and it's ready to go. I don't have to calorie count because I've done that already in the beginning of the week. And I actually did that, you know, in my juice week when I was measuring out all my recipes and making sure everything was okay. So now what I do is I have just a database of recipes that I can pull from. I know they're all quote unquote approved. They're all, you know, well-rounded nutritionally. They hit the targets that I want to hit in terms of nutrients and calories and I have to make them and I just have to make sure I divide them into eight even portions when I make them. So that's the thing right. I can't, I can't handle like math at every meal, like forget. Right. That. Right. <laughs> so here's, here's the question. Here's the thing that I, 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 we need to unpack a little bit, I think. Oh, um, no, no, no. One, one of the great things about doing prep is that, you know, it's done. You don't have to run out at lunchtime when you're on a job to go and get food and mm. everything like that. But, the more you do it, the more – how many times have you been at work and stared at your sandwiches and gone, I don't want to eat that shit today? And I made it, and I know it's going to be nice, but I'm just – there is a factor of boredom mm. in the, the linear of doing meal prep or prepping anything. Mm. It just it loses its appeal. Like it could be a great meal. It could be nutritionally good. Uh, you might not be bored of it. You might have already started to switch mentally in your head that I actually get a lot more – energy and protein from it instead of just like i need food because i'm hungry but there's something that happens like i used to have my meal prep all done or i used to have sandwiches made for me when i was in a previous relationship and and it was great but then i get to lunchtime and look at it and be like i don't want this i'm gonna go over the road and buy a similar sandwich but because i didn't make Mm. it uh that you know it was it was the this weird thing that i've never really dealt with it, it kind of like why did why do we do that why do we like right. 
because we want to have that experience of like traveling over and getting the sandwich. Somebody else is making it. It's fresh, you know, this illusion that it's going to be fresher or it's not been wrapped up. So how do you, do you feel at any point yet of like, oh, you know, it's linear or do you still look forward to like getting those boxes out of the freezer or like, has it given you anything back yet? Do you, do you notice because you're not like worrying about food or having to prep food or find money for food or, or go out in the car. Do you feel, do you feel like the prep has replaced anything for you yet? Um, or is yeah, it- I mean, I think, you know what, you, when you said that you kind of brought up a good point, which I can't attest to, but I can imagine because I did used to have an office job. If you have an office job, sometimes you don't you don't want to eat your lunch because you just need a reason to get out for lunch so it doesn't feel like you mm. exist in the office. <laughs> and I think it yeah. was always when I had an office job, it was so much harder for me to want to have my lunch that I brought because I really was wanting an excuse to get out um mm. and feel like I was having a lunch break. Like do you know what I mean by doing the ritual of getting the thing? Um Rit- Yeah, yeah, it's and you know, a lot of times also if you're if you are close with your coworkers, it's that's like a big social thing that you miss out on as well, where it's like, mm. okay, everyone's going out to eat and then they all come back and it's like you you can't take part in that that whole thing. So that's a completely that's an entirely other set of like pitfalls and landmines that I don't have to deal with because I work on my own schedule. Um, I always found I always found that really interesting. I have to say, and I'll throw this in here that you're absolutely right about social cues and food, especially lunchtime. But I experienced the same thing going to conferences in America. Nowhere else, like not in the UK, <laughs> uh, you know, like not in the UK because everybody expects there to be biscuits and uh, triangle square, you know, triangle sandwiches and tea, coffee, and everything laid on. They just expect it. It's just a very English mm-hmm. thing. But in in America, when I was going to conferences, especially South by Southwest, there was this like crazy like i've never seen anything like it like this half an hour thought process of people not willing to commit on where was a good food place because they didn't want to be the person to be called out that they made a bad decision so i think i think when you start to unpack it in especially in different countries like there is so many things that are push and pull factors to the actual process of eating the food like you know, the relationships of, of food, like what food you eat, how often you eat that, the way that people like, you know, tease you over the fact that you've had like a burger three times this week. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's yeah. like, there's all these different levels to it, layers to it. It used to frustrate the hell out of me. I just wanted to eat something. So I had fuel to go to the rest of the yeah. conference for the afternoon. Well, people are like, yeah. oh, well, this is good. You know what no, I mean? I will honestly say every job I've ever had that was in a social environment, even when it was in the cafe, um, when I was in, when I was working at the coffee shop, when I've had various design jobs, I had a moment and I always remember going into my job, bringing my, bringing my food because that's just how it was always raised. You bring your own food because you're there to work. And why would you like, why would you spend money when you're there to work? It seems counterproductive, counterproductive, yeah. but every, right. But every time about two weeks in, I had a realization that was like, if I don't start going out to eat with these people, it's going to be a lot harder for me here. And not even, you know, yeah, right. because you just get treated differently. You get treated, if you don't kind of make those moves to assimilate yourself into like the pack, it's very much like a survivalist uh, strategy. If you don't start making those moves to kind of like be compliant and be in the in the social realm, then it starts affecting the, the work time because it's like right. you just don't have that and connection people- with people. And if people want to frame a reference who are maybe listening to this, a podcaster, maybe you're a millennial, just think of any of the LA vloggers and you totally know what we're on about. Yeah. Like LA vloggers out of any other vloggers anywhere in the world, they all know each other. Right. Like it's like a a rule, you know, like if you live in LA, everybody must know you. Otherwise you're not a vlogger. Right. Same kind of thing for the food thing for yeah. sure. Um, Quickly, I want to just backtrack a little yeah. bit. So, all of those three things, uh, the nutritionist, which, which you said was Maven, mm-hmm. uh, which was the name of the, the, the drinks? Because you got yeah. that. 
Yeah, because you got that from a startup yeah, as well, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> the juices. Yeah, this is like this is should be called body by startup startups. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the juices the are startup yeah, exactly. The juices are from a company called Vistro, V E E S T R O, mm. and the reason why I found them was because I was actually like, oh my god, the thought of meal prep literally makes me break out in hives. I can't handle this. Let me just have somebody send meals to me, and then I saw the the price tag of what that would be. And I was like, Oh, yeah. I might as well just hire a personal chef to live in my house. Cause it's that expensive. Right. Um, so Vistro yeah, yeah. is they do, um, but that's exactly what they do. And they have a big emphasis on plant-based and vegan meals, which is what I kind of drawn me to them. But then they also have their detox plans. Like if you want to just kickstart what you're doing with either a three day or a five day, uh, juice detox. Mm. I'm telling you, this was not like apple juice and orange juice. We're just chilling. This was like drinks with charcoal in it. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was activated yeah charcoal, activated yeah. charcoal. There were drinks with ginger with cayenne. I mean, they were very. You could tell they were very engineered to be like, all right, well, if your body's not getting anything for five days, this is what we you know it needs to have. So I would definitely recommend that. Even I if you need just to drop this in day. here. Mm. And we need to drop this in here. You dropped eight pounds. Yeah. That's it, it might mean, be like, even whatever. more, if I'm honest, just because of other female cycles. Right, that right. Affect right. weight. So right. I mean I mean, regardless there was a drop there. Yeah, yeah. Regardless there was a drop. I mean the metrics could be of wrong. Of course. You know, and like I would never right. And I would never presume to think that that was eight pounds of fat because like your your body no, can't God. do that. It doesn't just vaporize. No, God, no, you can't. No, of course. You know, it's not like Star Trek. But the but the thing but the thing it no, of course not. I wish <laughs> it was, but it's not. And then okay, so so I mean, there was a difference. Like, yes, that's not to say that if you have a cleanse that you're going to lose weight because that's no. not always the case. But, but my focus was off you know, the charts. Changing. And like, I remember every right. day at four o'clock. And I, if you guys, if you guys want to go back, and I don't blame you if you don't. But if you go back and look at my my writing, my dear team humble steamit posts from probably a week or two before I started with the juices, every single day at four o'clock, I was like, I don't think I could have operated a motor vehicle. I was like so out of out of it. Just like, compl- I couldn't even put a sentence together. My brain was just, would completely shut down at four o'clock. I was having such a hard time writing to you. I was having a hard time finishing up any extra work. And I felt like I only had like four hours of solid concentration a day. I was like, what the hell's wrong with me? That like completely mm. broke after the mm. after the juice cleanse. I don't know, maybe I was eating something that I was allergic to or maybe I just had yeah. something built up in my system that I needed to flush out, but I I was just like I was like is there is there car- carbon monoxide leaking in here? Like I could not function. Um right. I should add yeah. there by the way for people listening on Anchor and all the other places that um when Dale's on about the 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 daily posts, we both post on um a blockchain uh called steam and we haven't really talked about it i mean you've probably heard this audio through our account on that platform it's steamit.com forward slash team audio but um yeah pretty much every day we write to each other so like it becomes this daily kind of last night the weather was this and like i fell asleep at this time and like it's just like a catch-up so when the other person wakes up in the morning it's like all right i know where you're at or what you're doing or where you're going or where you've been or how you're feeling and it's kind of just like a nice segue Mm. when the when we actually do catch up via audio or via chat it's like a message in a bottle through the blockchain and and the third so the third so the first one first one was maven the second one was vistro v-e-e-s-t-r-o is the name of the and then and then the third one the third one. So the third one, I guess you could say what I'm doing. Um, obviously my doctor was in there. So like, if you want to put that as like a step, because I did actually go the traditional medical route, which is like, I want to just heal everything with crystals and meditation. But sometimes you actually have to see an actual doctor and get blood taken out of your body and have it swirl around in test tubes and get numbers on paper back to you. So sometimes you have to do that. Um, and then, but the third, the third thing I'm doing is my, my recipes are actually from a old, old recipe book that I bought ages ago, but I love it called the flat belly diet. And the flat belly diet is part of prevention.com. So if you go to prevention, um, all that, it is, all that the flat belly diet is, is it's four, 400 calorie meals a day. And it has a very big emphasis on healthy fats. So every single meal includes, um, a monounsaturated fatty acid or MUFA that is like avocados, nuts, olive oils, um, 
seeds, you know, all of those healthy fats that you're supposed to be getting in your diet helps you deep bloat and it helps you feel full and satisfied without obviously going for like the crazy stuff that we usually go for to Mm. feel full and satisfied. So that what I is what I'm on at the minute. I'm just using those recipes as like a basic guide. Um, and then, so that's, that's the, the, that's the website. But I mean, the third one for me was, uh, the third one for me was brand brandless. Oh, duh. Yeah. Which is the third start because obviously you've got your pre-prep, you've got your pre-prep with your food and everything. Sorry, I didn't really like, I wasn't very- No, no, no. It, but, yeah, yeah. Um, plug like all so the third, the, people can just kind of- Well, they're, well, they're all startups. Those those three things people can find on mm. the web, but it might just help them like organize themselves yeah, yeah, in terms yeah. of, oh, I need to start here and here and clear myself out. And then, so Brandless was something that you came across, which is nice because it's- uh, it's kind of like a well describe yeah. it. it's kind of like a flat design right but they've got an interesting like price right so it's very clear that brandless is the brand so it's a little bit like ironic in that way but the whole the whole structure behind the company is that you're not paying for a brand name so it's very cleverly and very well designed generics so um there are certain things like for me that i really don't give a damn a can of beans is a can of beans um You know, there are certain like everyday basics and essentials that at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what the, what the brand name is on them. And I had a little bit of a gap in my shopping because when I was vegan, I was like living at the farmer's market and I absolutely love the farmer's market near my house. You can get like two gigantic bags filled with food to the absolute brim and it's like $16. (laughs) So I absolutely Mm. love that, but it left a big gap in terms of like pantry type stuff, um, even like shampoo, conditioners, like those basics that you'd have to go to the grocery store. And the grocery store is like, in my opinion, the absolute worst place in the world. If it gives me anxiety, it's loud. You can't move. There's too many people. And I couldn't eat like two thirds of the things in there anyway, because it was just kind of like sugar and bread. <laughs> I would shop around. Yeah. I always would shop around the outside perimeter of the grocery store, because at least in the United States, what do you have when you walk in? You have produce and you follow the back wall. That's like the dairy. And then you come up the other side. That's like the frozen stuff and the frozen vegetables and things like that. Everything in the middle in where I'm from is complete trash. It's like the sodas and the sugary cereals and the things like that. So if I can just avoid that whole experience altogether, and it was expensive for me. So I was like, brandless kind of just fit perfectly so that I could get all of my fresh fruits and vegetables from the farmer's market And then I could get all of like the basics, the pantry stuff, the bathroom stuff from Brandless. Everything on their website is $3 across the board. Um, I believe all of it, if not all of it, most of it is USDA certified organic. It's extremely high quality in terms of like the food, the pastas, the beans, um, you know, anything like salsas, honeys. I actually just picked up the box like 10 minutes before we jumped on this podcast. Um, it just got delivered and I'm trying out the beauty stuff for the first time. So shampoos, conditioners, they're all sulfate free, paraben free, really, really good, um, ingredients. If you were going to get that quality of stuff from a grocery store, Mm. it'd be like triple the price. So, right. But I also want to throw in there that, you know, this going back, just like rewinding 10 minutes, the whole like German thing Mm. and kind of like having that data and information is that, this is the reason I think why a lot of people are turning to like distribution from Amazon and getting some of the next day is that people are, are crafting these startup services around their life, right? I want something delivered at this time tomorrow, or I want to be picked up at this time to get to that sure. airport. Uh, you know, like convenience and um, where I am is massive in, in the day and age of uh, a computer worker. It's not like a generic, I say generic is a terrible way to describe it, but uh, your average blue collar worker who like had a job for the last 10, 20 years working at some electrical sure. you know, factory. Or even um, a place with business hours. Like, right, you know, right. A nine right. to five. A because nine if you think about like a nine to five, sorry, just to just jump in super quick. Yeah, yeah. Think about a nine to five. I think people in my generation and a little bit younger get a lot of judgment from older generations because we'll pay to have something delivered to us. We'll pay a little bit extra for to have something, um, you know, come straight to the doorstep. And it's really not a result of laziness. It's a result of 
as long as I have internet, I can be making money. It's not a nine to five situation where my mm-hmm. office shuts at mm-hmm. five o'clock and I can't make another right. dime until that opens up at 9 a.m. And I better make those hours count. You know, I can go to the store for myself. I can do these things. So for me, if it saves me half a day, get going, getting in the car, going to the store, finding parking, you know, the whole situation, standing online, coming back. If even I save two hours, three hours in that situation, more than pays mm. for, um, also, you know, the concierge. Yeah, of it. more than pays. Right. For but I will also say that in the conversations we've had when you've been in the car, you've been traveling, or before you started to do any of this, think of the amount of times that we would be talking on audio and you'd get a text message from your client in another country, in mm. another time zone saying, good morning, are you ready to go? We've got yeah. the design side of a bus. <laughs> Every time. It's right? actually Murphy's and you're Law. Like, and you're like, I'm, I'm shopping for food yeah. right now. So like, actually what tends to happen is like your work kind of dictates the hours that you're able to yeah. do stuff. So anything that you can do to package up your life around that even down to the food like to be able to get food out and then bang you back onto the clock i think that's one thing that people really don't understand is it's not a predetermined set of work that you turn up to every day it can be number of clients in number of time zones for predetermined amounts of time but you don't necessarily know what that work is going to be so i think i think that's a huge mental shift for people to understand is you know, I think it's why a lot of digital workers end up just saying, oh, you know, I work on computers because it's far too I difficult <laughs> to so go true. deep and wide as to what it is you do in the it's day. It's so true. Uh, and it's kind of alien for people to, if you say to them that you're, you know, you're making up your food, they assume that you're on some kind of health kick. Right. Uh, when really you're just trying to claw back some time so that you can be more efficient for your client's needs. They they don't care necessarily that when you're eating or anything. Yeah. But like in an ever evolving world where more people are coming online and they're willing to do the work for cheaper, any hours that you can get back to actually survive as a human being doing that digital work, that that's kind of one of the rationales behind a lot of this. Yeah, it's like it's like the German part fits in there perfectly because it it does fit in with my like obsession of about optimizing. You know, I can literally log on and be like. It'll say, this is what you ordered last week. You want to just duplicate that? Or I can, you know, tweak it a little bit, duplicate it. That thought process now is not a strand that's running in my mind. Um, Mm. The food that I'm going to eat for that day, think that when you, if and when you fast, and I really encourage you to do a fast, one of the biggest things is that it really shows you how much time and energy and thought goes into what did I, what am I going to eat? How am I going to get it to myself? What is it going to be? How much is it going to cost? Um, do I have leftovers? Will I have enough for tomorrow? <laughs> like your brain is just constantly doing this, like becomes a hobby. Right. And I just, I, I couldn't handle that level. And that's not even the enjoyment part. Like I, when I sit down and enjoy my meal, even my, my food prep, like I enjoy it because I picked the ingredients and going back to what you said about having like a lunch made for you. I think a lot of that is an ownership thing. If you had been the mm-hmm. one to say, this is what I'm really in the mood for, or this is what like I'm going to be stoked about eating next week. And you prepared it yourself. I think you have a higher value for it because you feel like you had, Absolutely. you took part in the decision. You feel empowered about it because it's not just something that just right. like, you know, showed up in front of you. Um, right. So yeah. So brandless has been really, really great. I'm like I said, I'm just starting like, if any of you ladies or guys want to talk to me about like the beauty stuff, cause I'm just starting to get into like, those bathroom basics, that's kind of interesting to me because I think the markup on that stuff in particular is out of control, um, mm. the way people pay for brands. and um, in, some, yeah. in some way, brandless is a bit like a Pinterest for food, isn't yeah. it, in some ways? Because they, they really do a good job of like packaging stuff together so you don't have to really think about it. You can just scan through it and be like, yeah, all of those things are good and all of those things I need. Um, let's right. do that. you know. And you can you can pick and choose and add to it. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, and then I'm actually going to be making my next week of meal prep starting tomorrow. So I gotta, I'm, I'm like that part becomes the exciting part where I get to like curate what I'm going to be eating and I get to be excited about what, what I'm going to pick. So yeah, it's been really good so far. I think my focus has been off the charts. Awesome. The, the amount of free time that I have mentally is amazing. 
And I still feel like I can have a life. You know, my mom's birthday was on Sunday and we went up to uh, a local farm in her area and we all just like split a bunch of food and then it's just kind of back to normal. I don't think, I don't think every day, you know, your everyday daily food consumption needs to be something that is like game changer. And you know what? It, it makes it more special on the days that it is special on the days that it is like an event. Not every day has to be like the pinnacle of food achievement. And you're talking to somebody who used to be a food blogger. So that's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, not everything, ha- not right. everything you eat has to be like Instagram. It just can't. I mean, if you have that money, then you, you do you boo boo, but I'm trying to work. I'm trying to right. get things done. And I, I want to have more time to be creative and, and just kind of like enjoy, enjoy life more. So even if I was like completely happy with where I was at health wise, you just doing something in terms of meal prep and making sure you have everything in the freezer. If you're lucky enough to have a freezer is just such a, like, like, yeah, yeah. Like even if you're a programmer and you're like, you know, (laughs) your life is just in front of a screen. It's the absolute, it's faster than delivery. It's faster than a drive through, like to just be able to grab something. Um, Mm. I've been, I've actually been watching a, I've been actually watching a show on YouTube, but uh, I can't remember it right now, but it's uh, like polar opposites of like life. And it, it, it follows two different people from two different backgrounds and uh, throughout their work day and how much money they earn on that day. Wow. Kind of like really cool. Actually, you got somebody who was like um, there was a girl on there who's a photographer. And then the other guy was a programmer and the programmer started off with like a minus $600 day because his car got towed to start off with. And then it just went through like the distinct values that these people have for 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 money. Wow. And I think that's the same for food. I think we all have different like correlation zones for food and how much we're willing to spend on it. Um, right. Yeah. So just 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 uh, to close up because we're at like forty six minutes. Wow. If you just want to go over those, it was first. If you want to go over those three apps again, yeah. So the first. So one first, first was we Maven. started with Maven, where I was able to speak to a nutritionist who's absolutely lovely. And, um, her name is, I don't know if I should plug her name, but she's amazing. If you want, uh, if you want to know, like yeah. you just message me and I will, I'll totally, cause I want to send her like as many people as possible. Um, sure. and then the second step was obviously going to the doctor, but then in terms of startups, uh, we talked about brandless, which is where I'm getting no, my, the, uh, my the stuff juice. Uh, the juice. and the juice was from Vistro. Right. Um, and yeah, and then my pantry stuff yeah, is from Brandless. And then I'm starting actually a new like workout app, but maybe we'll talk about that in another episode because I want to make sure that that After one's like, done yeah, I want to make yeah. sure it's legit, but it could be really, really cool. So I'm like real yeah. life steam hunting. Yeah. By the way, everybody who might be a brand advocate, like you just got a major tip there. Try the service out before you actually tell people yes, about please it. Please do. Don't just say. <laughs> Don't just say these headphones are brilliant just because they look nice. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like the amount of like YouTubers I've seen who don't really go into like thorough. Yeah. Uh, I think you've been pretty thorough about food today. And I think you've gave, I think you've given a really rounded, balanced look at startups that are, are useful when it comes to food as well. Because I'll be honest, I'm the same. I get overwhelmed with shopping places yeah you go in there and it's like nobody's eating that much bread surely they're throwing that absolutely and i think a lot of the um a lot of like the solutions that are out there are just so expensive and i think people who are not making a certain level of income automatically discount themselves and say oh no that's not for me when really you can kind of you you can choose like a little bit from here and a little bit from here and take some elements of something that works for you and kind of mash them all together and make your own DIY solution. So that is like, I think the biggest thing that I'm learning is I'm always, I've always used to say with food, you can have something that tastes good. You can have something that is fast and you can have something that is nutritious and you can pick Mm. two of those because that's it. If it's nutritious and it's fast, you're going to pay or, you know, vice versa. So finding out like which metrics of those are the biggest pain points for you and trying to make the make it's really the time it's honestly the time but i feel like if you can bulk batch that time in your week and just think about it one day a week and then that sets you up to not think about it for the rest of the week it's totally totally worth it so mm. 
Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. I get to cook more tomorrow. I love cooking. So I just don't like cooking when it's like rushed and crazy and I'm already hungry and like forget this and everything's the worst. But when you actually get a day to do it, it's exciting. I like it. Are you going to be cooking there? I think so. For years. They have a beautiful kitchen in this house and they're Italian. So I know they wouldn't hold it against me if I used their kitchen. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) But you you got food to like defrost. You've already got it defrosting. Yeah, yeah. I've got everything. I even have the food on the day that I'm cooking. That food's already sorted, so I don't have to deal with anything till the next day. So we got a well-oiled machine over here. Let me tell you. Yeah, it's doing all right. It's It's good good so far. So hopefully we'll have it. Thank you for like putting up with this episode. If you're not like really interested in food or diet or nutrition, um, it's not going to be like this every week. I promise I'm not going to be one of those people who's just like talking about macronutrients all day long. Cause I think that's boring as hell, but. Oh no, I can imagine like in a month or so's time, we'll be like, this burger is amazing. See, now that's the thing we have to talk about because <laughs> I'm, I'm fine when I'm by myself. Cause I basically have nothing to celebrate and it's just my regular day. But like, if and when you get here, we're gonna have some. We're gonna have to do some planning because I just yeah, yeah. like hang out and eat tacos with you. Like that's I pretty know. much um, my mo. But that's how I celebrate. Yeah, but sometimes, but sometimes you have to have like a couple of months, or you know, a couple of months of like doing the right thing, eating the right thing to make up for those kind of moments of like, oh man, I could just eat that. Don't get me wrong. I know how unsustainable a lot of this stuff is. What I'm really trying to shake off. And I'll probably, you know what? I'll probably have an impossible burger for my first Ooh. burger, if I'm honest. Or you mean the Beyond Burger? If I'm, Beyond mm-hmm. Burger, impossible burger. Whichever, whichever there's like the latest and greatest like food technology imitation of a burger like i know i know i think i saw some on cases show where there were like 16 bucks a piece but i'm willing <laughs> i'm willing to put that money up just to to be like all right let's see how far along that technology's got because let's be honest we need to change the way that we feed ourselves on this planet if we're gonna like get everything like yeah uh working out Absolutely. anyway we're at 51 minutes so like we're going to close it up um thanks for listening if you listen this far uh do tell us about your food things if you're listening on anchor you can actually like ring in it's kind of cool you can like leave little messages um and i don't know how we'll do it yet but we'll probably download them and then we can put them into the audio and then play them back yeah you know and then answer the answer the questions to it um i know a lot of people have been listening back to the podcast through uh, pocket casts which i think is one of the better ways of listening to podcasts because they're really it's a really cool little app so giving them a little bump and uh yeah that's it for me today yeah. uh you can find me on twitter at, at phil campbell and steam it uh the steam blockchain at steamit.com forward slash at phil gamble uh, no at team humble yeah and whereabouts are you I'm everywhere i'm just dalio and sometimes it's got more than one oh but don't worry you'll still get there I'd Google my name yeah, daily. That. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We'll we'll tie it up there. I okay. Think. Bye guys. Bye bye.